Welcome, welcome to the Bro CR Supercast. Basically, a super cool podcast. See what we did there? <laughs> we discuss all things obstacle course racing, culture, and community that embodies it. From performing athletes, flashy new gear, and secret guacamole recipes. Yummy. We've got you covered, bro. Do you have questions? We want to find answers. Want to talk about running in the mud and your next big adventure? Cool. So do we. Now let's lace up those trail kicks and jump in the corral. The Supercast. The Supercast starts now. I hope everybody's listening because we've got a very super nice episode for you. On Welcome back to the Supercast. Supercast super being super nice. <laughs> How's everybody going? Uh, it's Tuesday morning here. Happy Tuesday. We are in like full-blown championship season. Um, you know, kind of the peak of the season. We got all kinds of good stuff going on. I think the Eco Challenge just started or is starting in the next little bit. It's um, it's rolling off right now with all that stuff, and our, all of our buddies are down there with um, Adkins and Raya and it, yep. he, even Kevin Donahue going down there. Yeah, saw that. So that's awesome, um, and people are gearing up for Tahoe. I think training is is in full swing. Uh, want to want to give a quick shout out? Um, I think I messaged some things on Facebook today. Um, just wanted to reach out to the community here that's going to be at Tahoe, guys. If you're going to be at Tahoe, um. And this is just random, but I'm throwing this out there. I think it's time for us to have a dinner. Um, so I'm going to do a bro CR family dinner Sunday night post the championship. Um, I'm finding a local brewery there in Truckee. Truckee's maybe 15 minutes away from the venue. We're going to get food. We're going to get beer. Um, comment on me. Comment on here or message me. Uh, message bro CR. Somehow get a hold of us and give us an idea of who all you're bringing so I can get a head count, so I can figure out how many people we're going to have from the community. Just have a blowout dinner and then go back to Squaw, go back to wherever, and enjoy your time. But it would be fun to have our whole community here and whoever's there in Tahoe just together, just to hang out and after a while, you know? Sounds um, good. Reach out to us. So anyway, we've got a great episode this week for you guys. We Leah? do, and as always, this episode is brought to you by Vanga CBD. Do you guys um, like Vanga? Because I do. We love some Vanga. You guys need to go to Vanga. Um, check them out online. Slash BroCR. Using code BroCR will save 15% on any one of their products. Um, three main products are the Super Gel, the Recovery Balm, and the First Aid Gummies. Um, love them all. Definitely don't go a night without my, my soft gels. I even made a post earlier this week. I racked up, according to my Garmin watch, nearly 11 hours of sleep this weekend, and it was glorious. How many hours of that was REM? Um, just over three and a half, I believe. And oh, that's so really good. Cool, yeah. And it's not even just the, the REM sleep. It's also the deep sleep. And I posted my Garmin mm-hmm. stats um, using my watch, which tracks all of that. So, you know, if you have one of the fancier Garmins, or the, I know the Whoop does it as well, you know, give it a try. It's stuff like that, you know, that, that really brings validity to Vanga. And there's so many people out there that just have such positive testimonials. Check them out if you haven't yet. Um, and again, code BROCR will save you 15%. Guys, I'll go ahead and throw out this testimonial as well. Um, so as many of you guys have been reaching out to me here, and I want to thank you for everything that I'm going through with uh, my recent surgery and with... Um, my healing after meningitis and this whole ball game, um, it, it's been real. I had to get off Vanga here for about two and a half weeks or so while I was trying to get into the surgery. Uh, this was uh, taken up by my doctor. I'm now back on it. Uh, last night, I got three hours of REM sleep, and it was so nice. Yeah, <laughs> it was so it's, good. It's amazing just how much more focused and clearer you feel and think with proper recovery my recovery has just been on point and it's in that sleep and that REM cycle and your deep sleep cycles matter so much in that in that algorithm and it's just a, something you really need to check it out so once again guys brociar venga cbd check it out um and on to this week's episode leah who do we got 
On to this week's episode of the Supercast, we have the Super Nice Club. Todd Brilliant joined us. Um, y'all, Jacob and I just we just finished recording it, and a holy heart a good explosion. Todd's How a good are you dude. feeling? Full. You know, there's there's a I'm looking right now in my living room, and there's a poster I've got here from Buddy Wakefield who was a poet. He was uh, on like these comedy slams back in 2011 before OCR. And one of his favorite lines was that I had, that he had was, um, I don't want to be good sheriff. I want to be whole yeah. and being whole and being just a better person and being like, there's, there's being good, but there's also sainthood. And mm. let's be honest, we're never going to make sainthood. Um, but what if you could be just a little bit better of a person what if you could just drop a little dime in here and there and try a little bit more? And that's got talking to Todd here for the past hour. It's a great episode and I can't wait to bring it all to you guys. Yep. And with that, I'm going to start us off with the mission statement of the super cat of the, of the super nice club. We are punks, miscreants, assholes, dreamers, lovers, fighters, writers, baristas, moms, dads, kids, culture jammers, hackers, burners, one percenters, no percenters, gurus and goddesses. Above all, what we are is real, honest, lying, conflicted, beautiful people who share a desire to be and do better. The Super Nice Club is for people who want to surround themselves with people who, like them, want to be nicer and often aren't quite sure exactly how to go about it. So with that, we give you Todd Brilliant. Check it out, guys. Leah, won't you go ahead and introduce our next um, our next visitor here for the Brosier Supercast? Well, as we just explained to you, we are so excited to have um, the creator of the Super Nice Club, Mr. Nice himself, Todd Brilliant. Welcome to the show, Todd. Hey, thanks for having me on. Uh, Mr. Nice, I don't know about that. It's work in progress. That's why the club exists. Todd, well, have you always been a nice guy? <laughs> that's a great place to start because from what I remember, you weren't always Mr. Nice, were you? Well, I mean, if, you talk, if you're including like all the trolling that I've done in OCR um, communities, no. But I mean, come on. That's just too easy. <laughs> You are it's one of the original trolls, I believe, in in the community. I gotta put Keith Allen out there. I gotta give some big ups, of course, to Matt Davis when he was uh, <laughs> a super troll. I know he's no right. doubt. Right. Did you pay the troll toll? I think psychically <laughs> over time, I may very well have. Yeah, which you is pay the troll troll. Well, I had to bow out. Yeah, okay, but okay. man, sitting so back. So for people who don't know you, um, you know, who are not some of the OGs of the sport, kind of give us a little bit of a background. Where, where, where do you come from? Uh, with the sport? Um, yeah. Well, with the sport, I got involved when I was helping uh, my dear friend, uh, Scott Keneally, and he was doing uh, a documentary called Rise of the Sufferfests. Scott's a great um, guy. And he is a great guy. He asked, as is his wife, Amber, but she's not a guy. Mm-hmm. She's a great woman. <laughs> Science. Um, yes, make sure that's clear, Amber. You hear this? Um, anyway, so uh, I sort of tangentially got involved with that. Um, Scott and I have written film scripts together. We've done a lot of projects together. When either one of us is doing something sort of big, we ask uh, each other's opinions, advice, you know, sort of to be involved. Um, and so he took me to a race. I was kind of like, yeah, I don't know about this, man. This seems kind of like just a bunch of, you know, meatheads out there, you know, screaming at the top of their lungs. I super wasn't impressed until I got to the Spartan race. It was a Sacramento. No, it wasn't Sacramento. It was a, um, uh, uh, you know, down by uh, Monterey. It was the Monterey yeah, yeah, yeah. race. This would be 2000. 13, 14. God, so long ago now. 14, yeah. something like that. Anyway, um, and I was like really impressed. And I met some really neat people, you know, mm-hmm. at that race. Uh, a lot of the original folks that were, you know, dominating Spartan at that time, you know, are still out there. Or now they're sort of like the um, the grand dames, if you will, you know. Mm-hmm. Uh, oh, yeah. 
And, it's definitely uh, changed face a lot. Yeah, and I thought, man, I want to do that. I've never done anything really athletic other than play basketball, and I think I ran three miles once. Uh, <laughs> you know, I got hooked. Um, and about two months later, I ran a beast in Sacramento. Um, okay. And it taught me a lot about pain uh, and perseverance. And I mean that. Like, I was like, wow, this is – I think it was – I don't know how many miles it was, however many miles a beast is, 60, 75 miles, something like that. Something like that. <laughs> yeah. Round and it was just that race sucked, but I made it through. I think I failed like three obstacles. Okay. Um, my legs were just shot. I had never gone any, through anything like that. Anyway, so then I started doing some of the races. I did a couple of um, WTMs. Uh, I assisted right. my then girlfriend on uh, her WTM. She was a badass. This is back um, when it was in Jersey, right? That was Jersey was the first one when I assisted her. And then uh, I ran in Nevada a couple of times. Okay. All right. Um, totally great. Loved it. And then I kind of, my feet started to get hurt. And I'm like, eh, and I've kind of ran out of steam. I may be back. I don't know. I started to jump rope again. So we'll see. Okay. Um, we will see. But I've maintained contacts with some members of the community. Um very strong love hate with Keith Allen. Um, <laughs> I think everybody has a strong love hate. No, I love Keith Allen. <laughs> I just give soul props. You know, Keith is one of my favorite people that I met in the community. He really is. He's such a neat guy and with such a cool family. He, if you don't he absolutely get, is. If, if, if you don't people get super, who know if you don't have enough skin, I'm surprised you can climb a rope without ripping up your hands. Like seriously. Yeah. Um, you know, he's all love. Anyway, so that's that's where I got involved in the sport and uh, met a lot of people that are still good friends. Okay, Absolutely. so then yeah. for those people who haven't known you through racing, they may know of you at least through this venture that you've created, the Super Nice Club. Yeah, so yeah, when did, after that long-winded intro to my non-status in the sport, man, I love them. They still listen to this podcast. <laughs> Were you saying, Jacob? Oh, no, that's it's you know, it's it's really cool to hear somebody that got to see and on the ground roots. And even like so me and Leah, we've we've started it. We've all started at like weird places in the sport, you know, kind of where you're coming from I'm here on the West Coast. I was here in the Midwest here seeing the early days when we had like the um, oh, like the founders races here in Indiana for Spartan and hearing things about world's toughest mutter kind of on the on the on the verge and we, we we've seen these people come up through the sport now and like kind of dissipate and like pull back and we've seen kind of a turn of turn of the hands over time and it's just so interesting to see where all of our paths have kind of taken us over what's realistically only been a short period of time in the sport of six years or so mm-hmm. and it's it's just cool to see hear just another story from somebody in an entirely different world than some of the stuff i've seen <laughs> right Right. It's been cool to watch. I mean, the current crop of, of top racers, I mean, they're probably the best of sports ever seen. You know, all credit to people in the past, all credit to them. But oh, man, we sure. have some super, super, super world-class athletes now that um, are mind-blowing. Absolutely. Okay, so so throw us uh, then, so that's like looking back at 2013. <laughs> when was the Super Nice Club founded? Uh, super Nice Club founded in 2016. 2016 and where did this come from because to me it sounds like you know a drunken party one night and just shooting the shit and out this idea comes like where did it come from i don't from? know how that sounds like that to you that's not fair i didn't really drink much <laughs> I, I drink come on explain that's, then where did this come from Okay, Super so nice a long story, which I'm going to really shorten because I already went way too long earlier. Um, no, no, you're good, man. I was, I was gardening. Uh, yeah, you know, California, Northern California, we garden and okay. stuff uh, in my backyard in Santa Rosa. And I had this sort of, I daydream a lot. I'm a writer, I'm a creative director. This is what I do, right? Somehow I get paid for it. Um, I was daydreaming about this, this, the life of this young girl as she went from about age three or four until she was a teenager. Um, and it was all unfolding. She was having these conversations. This priest came in and asked her if he wanted to join like her club. It was led by a superhero, like, you know, getting her to believe in, in Jesus and God and all of this stuff. And she was totally into it. Right. Mm-hmm. So, but as the years went by, and this isn't anti-religious for anybody who's getting weird and nervous, it's all inclusive. 
but this is just the day. As the years went by, she started getting disenchanted with it. She started to see things happening within her church, scandals. She started to see people getting divorced, et cetera. And, you know, her, her pastor just wasn't giving her good enough answers. And so she finally, one day, she said, you know what? This is ridiculous. I'm going to start my own club. And, and cause she was also upset that people from different faiths weren't allowed into her church. It didn't make any sense to her. You know, we're all believing in God here. It's just, you know, a young mind, right? They ask yeah, the big yeah. question. So she said, I'm going to start my own club. She's like 14 or 15. And it's going to be open to everybody, whether they believe in God or they don't believe in God, whether they're Catholics or Mormons or Jews or Jehovah's or whatever. And all we have to do is be a little bit nicer. That's it. And it's going to be called the Super Nice Club. And I just sat there and I was like, that's a really good idea. It's so like simple. That. It's nice. I like that idea. You know, it's a big umbrella, right? It's a really yeah. big, really simple umbrella. So I went inside. I really quickly designed a really crappy little logo. Uh, <laughs> it's like, I'll just start to see, you know, like a Facebook page maybe or something. And I sent it to a very talented graphic design friend of mine, Caitlin Glass. Um, okay. I said, hey, Caitlin, can you do something like this, but a little more like 70s retro and polished, you know? And she sent it back an hour later saying, you know, it's so bad. It's amazing. Just leave it alone. <laughs> and so I did. And um, I made a hat for myself for fun. Uh, I made two. I made an extra because I was getting one done, you know, like on Zazzle or something. I think I got one for my kid who didn't want it. And then uh, I had a party at my house. I think it was a birthday party. Um, and I gave the extra hat away as a just like a random prize. I didn't think anything of it. <laughs> and then the, the girl posted a photo of her in it and then few of her friends wanted hats. So then I made 10 more and then their friends wanted hats. So I made 20 more. Like within, you know, a few weeks, I'd gone through a couple hundred hats. And then it's sort of Holy became, smokes. Yeah. Um, I'm like, wow, there's there's something to this idea of just being in a club where you're just trying to be super nice and people like it. Uh, and it was never about selling stuff. So all those hats, those original hats, I gave away for whatever I paid for them. Right. Uh, yeah. And I, to this day, I still, once I break even, gift hats. That's going to have to change a little bit now that I'm getting investors and everything. Um, but it's going to ultimately mean more resources to do nice things and to give away rather than less. You know, treating it like an actual um, going concern. Uh, mm -hmm. Give it larger reach and, and um, probably a longer livelihood. So now, how has this evolved from this, you know, idealistic kind of just idea like, oh, yeah, it'd be great if everybody were just nicer. But you've uh -huh. taken it a step further. It's not just, hey, yeah, everyone should be nice, but it's an actual mission and a, and a, and a plan and, and a group of people that are actually doing stuff. Like, how You're is doing that nice shit. <laughs> It's, 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 as naive, it's as naive as ever. It's always going to be, you know, our mission is simple. It's, it's to make the world a nicer place, you know? Um, so, which means ultimately we're in the world changing business, which means ultimately we want to be the largest club with the most partnerships that's ever happened. Um, and that's what it's going to take. Cause we kind of think we already have close to 8 billion members. It's just a matter of activating them. Right. So that's a really awesome way of looking at things. Yeah. My mindset is we're already the biggest, we're already the biggest club. Just not everybody knows they're in it, you know? So we just need to spread the word. Now, does that mean that we're looking for everybody to be super nice all the time? No, it doesn't. You know, um, we're more after the sinners than the saints. You know, the people that are already amazing, they've got that on lock. It's the rest of us that still curse at other drivers, that still get frustrated, that still bark at our kids and feel guilty about it later. You know, the real people struggling on a daily basis um, who know we can make better choices, you know, in small moments um, and not get frustrated with one another. That's where the work well, is. And that's, exactly. That's where the change truly occurs. I mean, as you said, you know, yes, there are people who, got the nice thing on lock and it's part of their DNA. But to me, the true change occurs when we talk about people who just 
make a little bit of change. Like you've said, you know, 10% nicer, making one little bit of difference, whether that be not cursing out that person that just cut you off or not not (laughs) screaming at the ref that made a crappy call during your kid's soccer game or, you know, whatever the case may be. It's those little changes that add up to something truly big, I believe. And I, I agree with you too, Leah, there. And you really said something, Todd, there that really resonated with me. It was those small moments. And I'm a firm believer that a friend of mine a few years ago told me something that just really has stuck with me over the past few years. But it's you are the sum of the five people that you spend the most time with. Now, it doesn't matter if those five people are on the Internet. It doesn't matter if those five people are, you know, jumping in a game of Fortnite with you on you know, the PlayStation. But it's those five people, and it fosters that community. And if you can grow that community into something just a little bit nicer, you might make the world a little bit of a better place. <laughs> no, I mean, it's, it's absolutely true. It's great. It's simple. And the best ideas are simple. <laughs> yeah, no, I agree. You know, um, and again, it's uh, – I kind of tend to think of it as – the idea is is the golden rule without the need for reciprocity. In other words, just do unto others, you know, simply. Just be nicer. Don't worry about how they're going to treat you or how you want to treat them or any of that. You know, strip it down. The golden rule was always like my standard, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, but since the Super Nice Club, I've kind of realized that it can be even simpler than that. And we don't have to have – uh, we don't have to be nice out of fear of damnation or out of fear of, you know, anything or out of expectation of reward. Exactly. That's exactly yeah. where I was going to go. Yeah. So, like, let's just be nicer. Now, that can live on top of your faith or non-faith, right? It's just something yeah. that lives on top of all of that. And if you if you want to be motivated by other motivators, cool. You know, wh- whatever your dogma is that you choose to accept. Um but there's no place for it or for politics in the super nice club. It's just, you know, um, much, much, much simpler than that. And much bolder than that, if you ask me. Much bolder. Because whatever we're doing right now globally, it's not fucking working. It's just, <laughs> you know, it is in pockets. And it is for some people. But in the aggregate, this belief that we can have infinite growth on a finite planet sets us up for all sorts of conflicts and And those conflicts are going to require patience kindness niceness agreeableness you know whatever you want to call it for us to um get through the next transition uh as a species not to get too deep about it but that's kind of part of the imperative here oh for sure so i mean i I totally agree with that as, as you know, the years have evolved with this idea of the Super Nice Club, you know, what are some things that you've accomplished with it? What are some things that the Super Nice Club has done? Um, we have, what's great about it is that so many, you know, is that people pick it up and run with it on their own. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, uh, Michelle and Charles up in, in Minnesota, and they've done so many events up there and in, in uh Wisconsin area, you know, whether they're raising mm-hmm. money for education programs or for uh, what's the program Feed My Starving Children. Uh, we've done partnership with the Homeless Advocacy Group in San Francisco. We've done cleanups. You know, all of that stuff is really great. And it's not even the main thrust of the club, right? It, I have, the, you know, the old 80-20 rule, right? You know, yeah. um, so it's kind of almost more like the 90-10 rule of the Super Nice Club. It's like 90% have really nice times, 10% do really nice things. Now, it sounds a little oh, funny, absolutely. but what I mean by that is the club has never, we've never asked anybody to donate a dollar to anything. That's not what we're doing. You know, we first of all, we'd be overwhelmed with requests. Secondly, people are just going to leave you. Thirdly, money doesn't mean nice. You know, fourth and most important, Agreed. we want people to get involved in the real world. For example, you can give 50 bucks to a river cleanup near you, or you can ask people to get out there and clean up the river. When they do the latter, they remember that forever. 
And they probably end up giving money all the time to that organization that they worked with, like way more than 50 bucks. They probably become monthly donors because they're down there meeting the people that run it. They're making real connections, not just some sort of clicktivism. You know, clicktivism has its place and, and nonprofits depend on it a lot. But and I've worked for nonprofit for years, and this is where I'm coming from in this too. Is I'm seeing the shortcomings in the nonprofit model, um, which oh, is sure. where I mean, uh, what you just said is is absolutely key. You know, donating money does not equal nice. You know, I think so many people yeah. fall back on the oh, I'm a good person or I did my good deed because I donated ten dollars to this charity. And Hashtag thoughts and prayers. Let's be clear, it does help, right? Like if people right. ask well, me, of course it for, helps for MS or for whatever, like, and you have it, man, give it, you know. Um, but I'm just saying that the Super Nice Club isn't that, you know, it's not a nonprofit. Um, so what it is currently in the in the uh, this week or next. Um, stages of finally becoming is instead of just sort of a side project of mine, now that I'm doing this as my life, um, as months ago, you know, it's becoming, uh, an LLC, which will then become a B Corp, which is kind of like a, a do good corporation model. That is an imperfect model, but it's, it's better than a straight up corporation, you know, demand ethical accountability on different levels, all these things. And it will have a parallel foundation. And that parallel foundation is what will take the funds to then redistribute among other organizations. Right? So what organizations – okay, so – and this is uh, personal, but what organizations do you think what, – what organizations do you want to see this benefit? Like how do you yeah, want so to – Yes, that's a big question, and I'm, I'm not ready to answer that because I'm still sort of hammering out. Now that we're going to the foundation phase or will be – Mm -hmm. takes a lot of thoughtfulness and you know the kind of way i have it right now you know ask me next week and it may have changed is i'm trying to figure out sort of the the uh, five facets of nice if you will what makes a nice world maybe there's not five i just like the alliteration of it maybe it's the six segments wait i did it again Um, (laughs) you know what are they like education environment you know equality clean food and water health you know conflict resolution you know what are these these sort of primary lenses because super nice club is just it's it's a huge an umbrella you know you're not going to give money like hey we want the world to be nicer here's an organization that's doing that well how you know no we want to find the nonprofit partners that are specifically working on education specifically working on environment you know and then does that mean one in each category does that mean uh an investment fund in each category i don't know i, I don't know yet but um, whatever is going to work the best is what we're going to do. And then we'll probably learn that there was a better answer and we'll change and, and do that. Right. And I think that's a beautiful thing is that adaptation, that like understanding that organizations change, your organization is going to change. But at the heart of it, you've just got a simple, simple mission, which is help people and, and be nice and be, and that's when you yeah, have be, such a rock solid foundation, that's a great thing. Be nice to people. Also be nice to planet, you know, yeah. be nice to things. Just be nice. And that to me, just being nice, it, it encompasses everything. And it's not, um, how do I say this? You know, because everything has to be apolitical just because politics are silly uh, when it comes to being nice. But people tend to equate certain topics with politics. So, for example, environment, right? Um, which is completely, I'm looking at a beautiful tree right now. I swear to God, it doesn't care who president is, you know, um, it's just here, man, you know? Um, and when it comes to stewardship over the earth as humans, it's not a political thing, right? So we will have, we may have environmental organizations that we call out and want to support that are looking at doing things beyond just people but also the rivers and the oceans and the air and the water and all that kind of stuff, you know? Um, and that's kind of the greater nice, right? I'm kind of rambling on that, but th- this is something that. No, it's, it, that, that means a lot to me. Around yet, but I have done in the past a couple of posts on Facebook about some environmental topics. And it's the only time I've gotten anybody like negatively saying, I'm out of here. You guys are too political. And I was like, mm. what? Well, I, I think. What's you know, I think because Al Gore was like running for president and doing that video and it's become super political sense, you know? Right. 
Yeah. I um, think what's important to remember is is just the global, you know, simplicity of it. You know, being nicer, being a nicer human bleeds over to every aspect. When you make that conscious decision to change the way you think, behave, act, whatever, it carries over to every area. You're not going to yeah. be nice to the cashier that's, you know, checking you out at QT in the morning and then turn around and blast your coworker. Like it just, it, there, there's an incongruency there. And so the more we make that effort to just be a little bit nicer overall, it'll impact how we are at work, how we are at school, how we are with the environment, how we are with our children. And, you know, making that smaller change at first, 5%, 10%, eventually, I think, just compounds upon itself. I, I agree. Yeah, that's the whole thing is if you inspire one person to be nicer who then in turn inspires somebody else, right? That's the whole thing. That's why, you know, when you somebody does something amazing, like they, I don't know, um, build a contraption to help a two-legged dog be mobile. I mean, that's a lame example, but I'm whatever, you know. No, but, you, it, but it applies. And then a bunch of people are like, I love that. And then they share it and then it goes viral. You know, like positive things go viral really well. Shocker, right? Like shocker. You'd think that they wouldn't, but they do. Um, and they're like, oh, I want to do something like that in my community, you know? Um, mm -hmm. And then every now and then somebody actually does go beyond just sharing and, and liking it on a, on a social media page. And they, they do the work in their own community. They get inspired to do it. Um, so the more platforms that are out there sharing uh, examples of the uh, positive potential for humanity, the better, you know, super nice club is just one. We hope that there are, you know, a thousand more. We hope that they're all 10 times bigger than we are. If that happens, we don't have a reason to exist anymore. And the world is a better place. And that's awesome. You know, I've got three kids. I'm kind of hoping it gets better. You know, and one, one of the things that really I, I love that you mentioned here is once again, going back to these simple changes that we make. Um, and it's these ideas that you like, and maybe you say something about the idea that you, you don't, that normal people don't really always think about. So like, for instance, me and my wife were book shopping the other day. Uh, we were at, we went to, instead of going to Target or going to, um, which I mean, I love Barnes and Noble, but don't get me wrong, but like we went to a half price books right across the road and we got five or six books that, you know, were used, got them a little cheaper, cool, whatever. But those were a few books that were already in print that they didn't have to go and cut down another tree to purchase and make that book. And it's like, you know what? I felt good about that. That was a nicer, this was something I wanted. They didn't have to go down another tree and eventually burn this other book or get rid of it in some way or shape or form or end up in a landfill. And it's repurposing. And that's the concept of recycling. You know, like looking back to a, to a bigger, broader you know, spectrum in this. And it's just one little thing that the concept of that can really help in the big picture yeah it doesn't have to be groundbreaking <laughs> like you said maybe it's a wheelchair for a dog or it's it's buying a book from a half from a used bookstore or it's repurposing something older and used um mm -hmm. you know but it's just making the world just a little bit of a freaking better place for everybody here for future generations right. Right. right well it sounds like it's definitely an awesome time to get involved with you guys you know it definitely sounds like there's a lot of change Kind of coming it down is an awesome time to get involved. And we're looking for people who want to um, get involved in different parts of the country. Um, so what like, would that entail? What would that mean that for people who are listening? Out and saying, hey, man, I'm really down. I want to do something in my community. Um, and then we have a conversation going from there. You know, if you know people who are uh, interested, um, send them my way. We'll find We'll find stuff to do for them. Well, for people who are listening, how can they reach you? What 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 are the best ways of contacting you and and the club? Uh, I was trying to think of a, a witty re response there. I can't come up with. It. <laughs> um, yeah, no, the best way the the um, would just be to go to Super Nice Club on Facebook or Instagram. Contact there, 
or email um, through the website or email Todd at superniceclub.com. It's Todd with one B. Um, you know, it's not hard to reach out. You just get online, find Super Nice Club, and you'll find me pretty quickly. Awesome. What are you? What about you personally? What kind of projects do you have coming your way? Um, outside of the Super Nice Club, um, I've got two film script projects that I'm slowly working on. I have um, a couple other clients, but mostly video project. Uh, mostly, I'm putting all my resources and it's a big leap of faith for me because you know um before i started to do this uh more seriously i was working in a very comfortable corporate creative director position you know for big finance firm. um and this is much more aligned with what i want to do but um there's no money in it (laughs) um you know (laughs) I don't even have any products to sell people right now. You know, I don't, that's not the part of it, but I will, you know, I will. Um, in time, in time. The important thing is that, you know, the message gets across cleanly. And when people are wearing a super nice club hat or a shirt, it's kind of like a halo. It's it's really hard to um, curse at the person who almost ran you over in the crosswalk when you're wearing that hat. Well, maybe not, because it's all their fault, right? Um, <laughs> no, I totally you know, get what you're saying. It I, is. I, it's kind of like having that on, and you're like, okay, for a moment, maybe I can choose like a little compassion. Maybe they didn't see me, you know? Well, I mean, it's uh, true, though. It is It is a reminder to yourself and to others. I personally, you know, sport the hat. I've got stickers on my water bottle and, you know, proud card-carrying member. And it, it, it is. <laughs> A reminder it's a conversation piece you know there's been countless times where i have gone out wearing my super nice club hat and it just sparks a little bit of what is that you know and then you you know you share it and you talk it and you're right you know you never know when you know you can inspire somebody just to be a little bit nicer and kindness goes a long way and it's free yeah and it's something that i think we kind of take for granted um a real powerful reminder for me was um, a couple of the hats ended up of all in, in of all places a refugee camp in Uganda. Oh wow! Oh wow! A big, a big one, the Naka Valley Refugee Center in Uganda uh, ended up because this incredible artist, and you guys should all uh, all check him out. Um, Shrine, and I think you can get. Let's see. Let me find his website. Um, Oh, it's shrinetheworld.com. Anyway, Shrine is an L.A. artist who travels the world making stuff really pretty. Um, it looks like the website's down. But anyway, um, working with um, working with people, working with troops, working with uh, – anyway, in this case, he was working with uh, some artists in this refugee center. And through a mutual friend, some hats got to Shrine. The hats went to this young kid, William uh, Butala, who is amazing. William's like 24, 25. He, I won't go into the details because they're personal, but he had a, a very tough, as you can imagine, um, youth. I'm sure. Awesome. Yeah. Horrible things at very close range, you know, within his family. And he ended up in this refugee center with his mother and his sister. And instead of falling apart, William has taken it upon himself to teach thousands of young kids art. Um, Not only art, but things like body language, because, you know, that's self-esteem, right? What you're putting out there, like some of the cues of body language, very advanced things. Um, And, uh, videography, uh, design. He founded recently a soccer team, uh, a women's soccer team within the camp. FC super nice is actually what he's called it. Um, <laughs> and it's so these women have athletics, right? You guys know very well. Uh, anybody listening to this, who was a, uh, an addict that has found redemption through sport or through OCR. It's empowering. You know, it, it's a big deal, right? So he, oh, he, William, William is a young genius. He's a smart cat. He figures this out. He gets these women who would otherwise, you know, in the camp be doing some things that are uh, 
not as good for their soul, shall we say. Um, Mm -hmm. And he has put them over these ask at risk youth women into these, the soccer team. Right. Um, And when he got the hats, I was like, hey, man, you want me to send you some stickers? You know, whatever. Because William and I talk almost every day. He's like, no, 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 no. I got it. He's been printing Super Nice Club stickers and cutting them out by hand in the camp. Right? And Super Nice Club is all over this camp. These are people from all over the Congo, all over, you know, um, Uganda, surrounding nations that have come in here, being exposed to it. And the message of being nice, you would think for these people, any refugee anywhere in the world has not had a nice time, right? They have seen the worst of humanity. I don't care if they're in Africa, if they're in Eastern Europe, if they're down in South America, you know, Central America. Being a refugee, I'm going to go Just out by on virtue limb. of what that means, absolutely. It's like the worst thing that can happen to you because you've got nothing. You don't have a nation. You often have no belongings. You're often at the mercy of others completely, you know. Um, and to, to discover that the Super Nice Club has power and impact in that situation was mind-blowing to me. It gives you something to rally behind. It's – and when you've got something that you've got a belief, struc- well, a belief structure and just something so simple, it, it, it's just a good thing. And it gives you something to, to fight for even at that point. It makes yeah. – it, it's just a great thing, Todd. <laughs> Good point, Jacob. I think I just thought that it was almost a luxury, you know, that that the, the idea oh, yeah. of being was sort of a luxury and that people who are in a really tough spot, like refugees, would sort of scoff at the idea of being nice, right? Like, yeah, yeah. where is that going? You know, but the human spirit, you know, um, whether it's today's refugee camps or, you know, yesterday's uh, concentration camps, um, has shown time and time again to um, overcome these things and to find the beauty in all things and to find the beauty in the unraveling of things. Uh, and to see the Super Nice Club be perpetuated by William and his friends over there is no small part of what made me go, huh, maybe I should really spend more time on this. Maybe I should really take this to the next level. So if you're listening to this, William, I don't know if you are. Thank you, man. Really appreciate it. Appreciate you. And I think I think it really resonates once again um, towards the beauty of humanity. What we can do. What we we're so powerful here. And even in the sport itself of the OCR, we see people coming over things and like somebody jumping over an eight foot wall for the first time. You're like, oh my god, I can do so much more than I ever thought possible. And that's a cool thing. And that's just you're taking it to just a whole nother level with this and resonating with the sport, man, you're doing good work, buddy. <laughs> Thank you so much for everything you're doing. Oh, thanks. Well, I appreciate it. You know, and, and, I appreciate and, it. and it's a call to action to those you know, who are listening, you know, this, you know, it boils down to very simple facts and, and, you know, it's free and it's easy and it's just a way of impacting others around you and changing your own personal life. And, you know, the, the call to action is simply that, you know, be 10% nicer in your daily life. Nicer. That's all we ask. That's all we ask. And Hey, um, OCR people, I just want you to know, like super nice, but probably wouldn't exist without the OCR community. Um, you guys were the first ones to adopt it. Um, people like Amelia and Rose, um, were the first ones to really get behind it. Uh, and Hunter never did, you know, whatever. <laughs> uh, fair enough. I'll get, yeah. Um, I get Hunter to wear a super nice sticker in Tahoe. Do I get a cookie? <laughs> it's, yeah. it's not about the cookie though. That's the thing. It's man not about man the up, man up, Sheriff. All right. I need you to man up and get on the team. Um, Keith, Alan, um, you know, Matt, um, you know, we even have a hat, uh, named after, um, Matt's good buddy. Um, Brett. So, uh, you know, um, mud run guide, Stuart, you know, yeah, Brett Stewart. I don't know. Is there still a, a tiff between those two? If I doubt I, it. I think they buried the hatchet for the most I think part. they buried the hatchet. I'm I think not out of the loop, but if not, man, be super nice and go make out, you guys. Uh, <laughs> 
Hey, Supernized Club is a sex-positive organization. Just throwing that out there. All right, Matt? <laughs> okay, Matt. Um, uh, yeah, no, really, the OCR community, and there, there are a lot of others, you know, uh, some ninja warriors uh, that stepped up and said, hey, I like this thing. Um, and that's what spread the word. I don't know if you guys ever, ever seen anybody wearing a hat or a shirt out at a race, but okay. they're out there at a lot of races. And that's because um, the OCR community is pretty damn nice. You know, it really is. That's they're they're very supportive of each other. Any, you know, a lot of these, whether it's OCR or trail runners or, you know, try um I don't know, the tri people can be a little weird sometimes. Sorry. Sorry, I didn't say that. Yeah, I um, agree with you. I just actually had a conversation with Kevin Jones about that right before we had this call. <laughs> no, I'm teasing. They're just so focused. They're so focused. Laser they're focused. so alpha. Um and OCR has just a wider um a wider range of athletes, you know, that's all. I would um, agree with that. And uh, uh, really guys. So thank you everybody in the OCR community. You know who you are, who have, who have supported just, you know, um, love you for it. I love you a bunch. It's changed, you know, my life. And um, hopefully that will amplify and resonate. Awesome. Well, Absolutely. those of you guys who are listening, you know, definitely take the time, check it out, go to their Facebook page, go to Instagram, super nice club. Um, you know, see what they've got out there, make an effort in your own community, no matter and be how a good big person for dang sakes. My goodness, people. <laughs> yep. Yeah. Good people. First five people who send me a message from this, uh, listening to this, I'll send you some stickers for free. How's that? Oh, sticker. There you go. Drop, drop a OCR mention and and support those stickers. (laughs) Todd, thank you so much for being on, buddy. (laughs) Yeah. Hey, guys, I really thank you uh, for having me on. Appreciate your support, too, even before this. Um, I've been great. So um, stay nice. Awesome. (laughs) Well, thank Thank you so much for joining us. We appreciate you guys. And, you know, you heard it, everyone. Just be nice. Well, that was nice. Super nice. I would, I would agree. I would agree. <laughs> um, you know, okay, so here's a new thing we're going to do here on the Supercast just because of the Super Nice Club. Leah, how were you nice this past week? What, may, what, what little step drop in the bucket did you do to be nice to another human being, the earth, something? What, what? And it, it, we're, I don't want to like play like this is going to be some kind of like toot my own horn toot to look what I did. But what little step did you make to be a better person this week? Hmm. I will say one thing that I did that was super nice was help facilitate a friend of mine into a new job. Um, she's been really struggling where she's at and you know, so happy to see things turning her way. That's you, Jacob. Something you've done super nice. Uh, I I would say self-preservation. So today I really wanted to, if you guys are following kind of everything I'm going through right now with the sinoplasty and uh, there was a lot more complications with the surgery than I expected. We went through it. It went well, but it wasn't really what I expected. And then the meningitis thing. Uh, which was a nightmare for the past two months of my life. But uh, today I really wanted to run, guys. I, I just – I miss running. I really do. Um, but I know I shouldn't. I know I should I, I just got cleared today to blow my nose. <laughs> and, um, <laughs> and I'm like, God, I, I want to go run a 5K. And I'm like, I could just do it around here in the neighborhood. Nobody's not going to know. But – to be nice to myself, um, I didn't. I made dinner for me and my wife, and I just kind of rested. And I, I'm going to take the time that I need to recover myself properly for myself. And I saw Amelia Boone post a kind of a little bit about that and how mm-hmm. he's going through a period right now where mm-hmm. it's it's the longest she's went without racing. And you know. In the trench, you're not alone. Um, and I guess I'll just leave it at that. Well, and I love what you said, because the bottom line is, 
you have to be nice to yourself before you can be nice to anybody else. So agreed. Y'all listen to this, take this to heart, 10% nicer tomorrow. Go do something nice tomorrow for God's sake. (laughs) Until then, we'll catch you next time. No, no, we're not done. What? We're not done, Leah. Sit your ass down. Okay. My bad. (laughs) All right. So anyway, we're going out to Highlander assault next weekend. Oh, duh. (laughs) Derp. Um, so we got that going on. But before that, before we talk about Highlander, I want to talk about Human Octane, which is the OCR apparel sponsor of BroCR. Guys, check them out. Um, great gear. It, we're ramping up into championship season time, and you don't want to go to that star line without something that's going to, you know, perform on race day. So check them out. Human Octane, great gear, local comp- uh, small company. Um, mm-hmm. they quality make great products. Quality There's no products. skimping. They, they do it right, guys. So check them out. Um, please, please check out Human Octane. With that also being said, we've got a race next week, Leah, and I am ready to get back to the freaking community. I am so excited. It's going to be an awesome race. It's your welcome back. It's my birthday. If you guys Leah, do you want anywhere... to know a secret real quick, Leah? Tell me, tell me. There's a Scottish festival this weekend in Columbus, Indiana, where I live. Oh. Uh-oh. And I'm going to go and make a video this weekend of me, like, seeing Highlander games and caber tosses and, like, Saturday morning at 8 a.m. And I'm going to go in my kilt. And after talking to the guys last weekend, like, yeah, I'm just going to rock it and have a good time. Hell yeah. <laughs> be awesome. It's like two weeks straight of, of Scottish awesomeness. It just puts you in the mood. <laughs> absolutely absolutely so we've got a special deal though so highlander highlander assault we're pumped for it's we're both going to be there we're gonna have a great time uh, it's leah's kind of birthday so come out and we've got a special gift for you though um right now highlander assault is offering a great code and we'll we'll put this out here this week for bro cr um any morning heat 30 percent off now, the morning go, heats are usually the ones that fill up the most, so we're not talking about A lot about of them are filled out right now. Yep. Yep. So Especially if you're not that signed King up Arthur. yet, jump on it. Use code BROCR. You'll get 30% off of any morning race. But let's say it's later in the day. Let's it's, say you're a first-timer coming to Highlander Assault or just doing OCR in general. What just do we got OCR in general. We got another code. That's going to get you 40% off. BroCR40. Check it out. Come run your first race. Come run an OCR. We'll be promoting this on our channel this week. Um, come out there. We want to knock you off the start line. We want to, you know, help you get over that wall. We want to laugh about life and yep. carry cabers and throw axes and enjoy life together with you. So come out there. Check it out. Highlander Assault. Um, we'll be posting this in the show notes and everything. Um, guys, thank you for making the sport what it is. Um, 100%. I guess that's Couldn't all I've got here. More. Anything else, Leah? No, I think that's it. So I guess, uh, until next week where me and Leah are basically living in kilts for a week, I'm Jacob Bosek. I'm Leah Hensley. We'll see you on the course, guys. This has been the Bro CR Supercast, powered by Bro CR Media. We always love reviews. Oh, and shout outs too. Want to be on the review? Drop us a line. We know there are other obstacle course racing podcasts out there, but you choose to laugh with us for a while. So, thanks. Thank you. No, thank you. Thank you. No, thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Bye. And thank you. Okay, thank you. Bye-bye. God bless. Bye-bye. And bye-bye. Bye-bye. And bye-bye. Bye. Bye, everyone. And bye-bye. Bye. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.